Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you listening to the show. I'm your host, Bruce Irving, here with you for another episode of the podcast. Today, we have Tony Baloney's joining me. This is actually a replay from a podcast that we did a couple of years ago. But the reason I wanted to replay this for you is we talk a lot about marketing on this podcast, social media, and Tony has a very creative mind. And not Tony, actually Mike, who is the owner of Tony Baloney's. Mike has a very creative mind. He does a lot of good things with social media, and he's not afraid to take chances. And I wanted to kind of have this replay here because moving forward, business is going to change as we go through 2022 and with whatever's happened in the economy, in the workforce. And we really need to think about how we run our businesses and how we sometimes get stuck in our ways and why it's good to think outside the box. And I do think Mike does a great job of that with Tony Baloney's, and he's not afraid to make his own path. As a a matter of fact, he actually enjoys making his own path and creating his own path and not following the traditional route of where most people think they should go. And I thought it was a good episode to kind of replay for you and all the new listeners that we have recently probably or may not have gone back and listened to this episode with Mike. Uh, But if you have... You probably forgot because it was a couple years ago, and I think you're going to get a lot of good nuggets out of that podcast. Uh, Before we get into the podcast, though, a couple housekeeping items. Today's podcast is brought to you by Baccio Cheese, my favorite cheese company. Did you know Baccio is also celebrating 10-year anniversary? A decade of excellence. A decade of performance, partnerships, and rewards. 10 years of seller performance in an awesome rewards club program where you can earn cash back for every pound of cheese you purchase. And they also have superior customer service. I'm telling you, go check them out. BaccioCheese.com forward slash SPM. I'm telling you, the cheese tastes amazing and the rewards and the partnerships is even better. They're going to help you grow your business. The Gold Club members can use the cash back rewards, a Visa card, however they like. You buy more, you earn more. Premium quality cheeses, uniquely crafted with fresh grade A milk and a kiss of buffalo milk for that authentic taste and unparalleled performance. And hey, they're celebrating 10 years of helping pizzeria owners just like yourself. So go check them out, bacciocheese.com forward slash SPM. Ask for a sample. I promise you, you will like the cheese. I've been using it for the last year and you will not be disappointed. I promise you. Go check them out, bacciocheese.com forward slash SPM. And I'm going to do something a little different on this podcast before we get into the episode. I've been doing some Instagram reviews and a lot of people have been sending me my Instagram or not my Instagram, your Instagram account for me to review. And I've been putting that on our YouTube channel and you can go check those out on our YouTube channel as well. But here's what I want to do. If you want me to review your Instagram or actually I'm not reviewing Facebook accounts, I'm just not doing that. How about TikTok? Instagram or TikTok? We've been talking a lot about those two things inside of our mastermind group. As a matter of fact, I did a whole session about TikTok marketing for pizzerias inside of our mastermind group. If you're a mastermind group member, be sure to check that out. It's a recording that I did. But I've been doing a lot of these reviews. So if you want me to check out your Instagram or your TikTok account, and you want me to take a look at it, give you some pros of things that you're doing cool, things that you're doing wrong maybe, or things that I would do if I was managing your account, you can do that for free if you do one thing for me. Leave me a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes preferably. Screenshot that and share it on Instagram. Tag me so I know that you did it on your stories. You don't have to do it on your feed. You can do it in your stories. Show your review or show that you're listening to the podcast and tag me on your story. I'll reshare it on my end and I'll add you to the list the top of the list for those Instagram reviews. I'll take a look at your account. I'll give you some advice, some tips, some strategies, some things you're doing well, some things you need to improve on. And I'll do that for you, for anybody who leaves a review on this podcast that you're listening to right now. Again, screenshot your review or you listening to the podcast, tag me on the story so I see it at Smart Pizza Marketing. And I will add you to the list of our Instagram reviews. You get a free Instagram review from me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get into the podcast with Mike from Tony Baloney's. Yeah, and, and basically fast forward, we ended up opening up Tony Baloney's and in Atlantic City, and that was, you know, a, a little over 10 years ago, and I haphazardly just got into business, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know how to make anything, didn't know how to do anything, and um, and uh, I just figured it out and started making things from scratch and, and saying, you know, my food suppliers, like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to buy 
bone to pizza sauce. Nothing wrong with bone to pizza sauce, by the way. Just, you know, you have to use bone to pizza sauce. You got to cut it with water. And then this is your pizza sauce. And I was like, well, who does that? Everyone does that. I was like, oh, well, I'm definitely not going to do that. Right. And little by little, you know, progressed the, uh, and, and pushed the envelope on the business. That's what kind of draw me into your place. I was actually in, I think it was like one of the pizza expos or the pizza and pasta show in, in Atlantic City. And I stopped by your shop. Yeah. And I think that's the first time we met, which was like three or four years ago. But I, I was drawn yeah. in because, you know, a couple of things that caught my attention was the art, right? Like you got to, you have a good eye when it comes to the aesthetic and the branding of your, of your company. And it's like, think you think out of the box, obviously your menu items were a little bit out, not out there, but like different than what you see at most places. Um, and you're very creative when it comes to your menu items, like what you put on your pizza and the sandwiches that you have are different there. You take like a culinary approach to it. And I don't know if you have a culinary background at all where you learn that, but you definitely have uh, a, 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 a wider variety of menu items than you see at other places. Definitely not a chef. I mean, I make all the stuff from scratch. Yeah. I think I am still the fastest pizza maker in the company. Probably not. There's probably a couple guys ahead of me. <laughs> but but I, you know, I've made every, every one of the items from scratch. I've created all the recipes, all the names, everything that goes into it, how it's presented, how it's displayed in the line. You know, really comes from me, but um, you know, I don't want to say that I'm a chef. Uh, you know, as I don't want to um, disrespect any of the hardworking chefs out there that have put in their time, culinary school, and, and uh, added notches to the belt. Otherwise, I just like to figure it out. And truthfully, you know, the way I get recipes, the majority of the time, are just from my brain. But it's from me eating something, or experiencing something, or um, being in another country, or you know, late night being really high or drunk and just really enjoying something and saying, you know what, I just made this awesome like pad thai or dan dan noodles or some variation of it. It's probably it's not a traditional recipe, you know, and fuck it. I'm going to put it on pizza or put it on a sub. And then it goes from there. Like, I love ramen noodles, but you know, the, the whole approach of taking something and putting it on something isn't that appealing to me as much as taco pizza may seem like that. You know, it's got to be deeper than that. So then it's like, well, how do I make the crust like ramen noodles? Yeah, I how saw I, that you know, one. And then, and, then, and then from there, you know, same with taco pizza. The crust is, is maseca. It's a maseca and, and, and uh, you know, corn and, and flour crust. So the whole entire thing has got to develop together. It's all got to work in harmony. You can't just be throwing shit on top of shit. That, that's kind of stuff that I don't, I don't really like or appreciate it. What was, the first, kind of nuts. what was the first kind of pizza like that that kind of got you got attention for? Um, I feel like, I feel like we've done so many things over the years. I mean, I did a French onion soup pizza back in like 2011. I did, uh, the Jamaican beef patty, probably 2012, 13, 14 stuffed pizza. I did a cheeseburger pizza back in 2000, I think 15 with all the buns on top and the French fries and all that stuff. I mean, the <laughs> pizza was for, it was for. It was for a national cheeseburger day. Yeah. Um, and, um, and uh, I, I mean, I, there's been so many different things we've done over the years. And we've done a paella pizza for a thrillist show. I think we were doing some like, most expensive. We did this paella pizza with um, uh, $300 pound Serrano, Hamon, uh, Ibirico, whatever. You know, there, there's been plenty of stuff. Uh, previous and after taco pizza but taco pizza definitely was the one that that hit heavy yeah and how you know you don't have just one pizza shop or one restaurant so you have multiple units how do you manage because in my experience the hardest part about creating something is not necessarily the creation of it but it's like making sure that your team makes it like people expect it to be made over and over and over again is that hard for you or what's the hardest part or how do you do that yeah, I mean, a lot of my time now is spent with like process sheets and a lot of my time now is spent working with the teams and making sure that those things are translating because the truth of the matter is um, when we hire managers and team members, we explain to them or I explain to them right away, I don't really care if you know how to do anything. It doesn't matter to me if you're yeah. a pizza maker or not a pizza maker. It doesn't matter. Are you a decent person is my first question. Or do I think you're a decent person? If the answer is yes, then you, you, you already got one for the door. And the second question is, you know, are you able to, to take direction? Or are you able to, um, you know, have a level head on you so that when we do change things, which we do a lot of that, a lot of changing, there's always a lot of movement. There's a lot of disruption. 
that's just part of the brand. That's part of, of who, what we're all about. Can you do it in a stable way so that you're able to sustain uh, a good, um, you know, team membership and employee workforce? Are you able to give the customer good customer service? And if you're able to do those things, then great. And the tough thing is, is that when you put out a pizza like the ramen pizza, although it sounds, you know, kind of, uh, goofy and, 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 and novelty when it comes down to it. It's a serious process. I mean, we're taking fresh ramen noodles. We have to soak them for only a certain amount of time. We have to then boil them only for a certain amount of time. We have to let them sit out and dry out for a certain amount of time. Then we're making our own uh, shoyu broth with miso paste, uh, togarashi, ryu sauce, and, and like, you know, 20 different ingredients. How they all come together, we have to use gomorza cheese, not shredded mozzarella. We have to use mozzarella on the top. We have to put some on the bottom. We have to cook it for a certain time in the oven, take it out. And this is not a thing that like one person does. It's not like one person goes to every single shop and goes around and I'm going to prep your ramen pizza for the week. <laughs> I mean, and, and these are things that sometimes we'll sell over a hundred a week in the various shops and everyone has to be on and deck and everyone has to have the willingness to say, yeah, okay, we're down. And then we have to be realistic with the fact that in doing that, we have to make the time for it. And if we don't make the time for it, then it's going to fuck up a customer's order maybe. And maybe they're making ramen pizza or prepping it in the middle of a busy dinner rush. And next thing you know, it all, it all falls apart and everyone's pissed off. And then no one gets good service. The ramen right. pizza doesn't get made. Employees are pissed off. And I've learned, you know, from firsthand experience. And, and the, the truth of the matter is to answer your question, it's very difficult, but it just it takes everyone having a yes, okay, cool attitude and understanding that these things have to get done and time needs to be made for them. Just like yeah. dough making. You got to make yeah. time for it. Yeah. I think it's important to know what kind of person someone is, right? Because someone, you know, we've all had those employees where you're like, all right, they may be a great pizza maker or a great cook, but they have a hard headedness about them where if you change yeah. one little thing, they like, oh, they get all annoyed and pissed off about it. And the way you're doing things, you can't, you got to be able to pivot quick, especially like the time we're in now, you can't just be a complacent and be like, all right, this is how we've always done it. You have to be able to be able to change quick. You got to you got to be able to pivot. I mean, yeah. put it this way. We, we're, you know, we're doing Gold Belly now. And we're yeah. doing shipping on our own. And we, we ship out a lot of stuff. You know, Gold Belly, we always ship things. We've always shipped mozzarella from my other business called Tony's Farm Table. We've always shipped olive oil. We've always, like, done those things. And we tried shipping pizza. It didn't really catch on too well, you know. I just we couldn't facilitate it. And then we work with Gold Belly now. And we do a lot of these classes. We kick them off, actually, this week on Friday. But, um, but you know, we're, we're, you're scaling up from shipping out. 10 packages a day to maybe a thousand packages a day. If you're, if you don't have the right mindset of, of, okay, how do we figure this out? Let's work on it together. What are you going to do? You're going to go eight arms, you know, you're going to be an octopus and you're just going to do it yourself. It is absolutely impossible. So those management skills have to come into play and you got to be able to pivot. If you don't have the yes attitude or, or not even yes attitude, yeah, no problem. Let's figure it out attitude. It's just, it's impossible to get done. It just, it, it, it won't work in any, in any business, you know, yeah. especially in our business. Yeah. Can't happen it, it, like that. Yeah. Especially now, right. 2020, it's very much the fact that you have to be able to move quick on your feet and try new things like the You've been doing these classes for, have you always done these or is this something that happened in 2020? No. So I used to do pizza making classes in Atlantic city shop. I used to do it every uh, Saturday morning and Sunday morning. And it was from nine to 10 30 before the shop opened. And we would destroy the shop, have up to 24 or 25 people in the shop. We would do a private pizza class and we would go through the process, how to make dough from scratch. We would make a little volcano. We would do the whole entire nine. We would have dough that, you know, was made the day before we'd swap it out. We would do whatever. And we would do those classes and um, talk about pivot. We, the uh, casinos shut down in Atlantic city and they stopped all the construction. And I'm in a pizza class, this guy named Scott Friedman. He's actually a local comedian. Uh, and I think he's in real estate too, but another pivot. And basically <laughs> he, we were in the class. It was him, his two kids. I think it was a his grandparent, a uh, different set of grandparents, grandkids. And someone threw a pipe bomb through the window during the pizza making class, exploded the entire window out. Wait, at your and, shop? At my shop in Atlantic city. Yeah. And, and I had to literally, the grandfather was like, where are your keys? And I was like, Oh, they're over. He threw me the keys. He's like, go get, the, get, get them. And I ended up, you know, chasing the kid down and circling him around a building and the cops got and all this crazy stuff. Oh and, and we had to stop, we had to stop doing them because people basically 
we're like, we're petrified. Imagine that for a business. Yeah. And this happens all the time, by the way, I'm not like crying over here. Oh, well, you know, all the time. And people were too scared to come to the inlet for a very good amount of time um, to take the classes or even come to the shop. And then we, we had a hiatus for a little bit of time. And then starting in COVID, I said, you know what, let me pick these classes back up and we'll do them virtually and I'll get my kids involved. They're two young boys. They're nuts. They're running around, punching each other in the nuts all day. I said, <laughs> okay, let's do it. So we started doing those virtual classes and it really took off. And we start, we started shipping them out and, and, you know, we had like 20,000 people watch, you know, visually watching the classes on Instagram every week. And now we're doing classes anywhere from, you know, I don't know, 10 people to, to thousands of people per class. And we're shipping out all the kits, pizza kits, calzone kits, whatever, you know, that's pretty cool. You do it via zoom, right? So we're, yeah, we do via zoom. Sometimes clients want WebEx. Sometimes clients want uh, Google meetings. We have our own, you know, zoom platform that we, do that we can moderate yeah. and have up to I think like five thousand people or some crazy nonsense. But uh, but we have you know we it's it's I teach the classes. We have a moderator on our side that that facilitates the classes, and then we have a shipping manager that ships out um, with his team all the kits to everyone. Depending, you know, there's different spec too. So like you know, gluten free, vegan. Uh, I want to include an apron in it. I want to put my own postcard to say thank you to my employees. I want to brand it out for ourselves so the entire kit looks like you know, said company. Right. And, um, and, and we've been doing that a lot. I like it. And I, you know, what you do well is you have got attention for your business. I don't think your zoom classes would be that big if you didn't do all the marketing and all the uh, attention getting even via social that you do to get the exposure that you've gotten. Like you maybe have your local people, but you get people probably all across the country who know you because of social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, the, the craziest part about the whole social media game or, or marketing game is I'm, I'm from a traditional branding background. So I'm like product branding because of my own businesses. And I just always had to do that. And it was always a, a, a PR press branding driven customer retention based on that. It was never, you know, the, the advertising and marketing dollars per se, but this exercise has really taught me um, not that I know anything about the other side. I'd love to know more about the other side, but it's more the fact that, you know, I'm in Italy and we harvest olives uh, for our other business every October, November. And I'm there and I have a Tony Bologna shirt on and someone in the in downtown Licata, small little seaside town will come up to me, does not know me at all, is unrelated to the, the my friends that I'm with. And they go, oh, I saw uh, uh, the, the taco pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't know like that's me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And I'm like, hold on. And I'll pull it up. And I go, ah, you know, whatever. Or it doesn't matter. I, 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 California, Mexico, whatever. And people see that. And that's crazy to me because it spreads like wildfire. Not just taco pizza, but just, you know, some that can retain that brand, can see this logo. Yeah. And say, and, 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 and related to something else halfway across the world is wild. Like how, totally how long wild. you been yeah, doing it for on social? Like how long you been active for that? Like when did you see that as an opportunity? Like, all right, I got to focus on this. Um, I feel like uh, maybe around like 2015, 2014, 2015, I started really seeing customers interact. And what we started doing is um, I, I, I would do like on a busy Friday night in the shop, I used to do, we're packed out, people lined up around the block in Hoboken. I used to say, all right, if anyone can tell me on what day, Bob, some like pizza, stupid pizza trivia. And I'd probably like text Scott Wiener, like, yo, Scott, can you give me some like interesting, stupid pizza fact that maybe people would know? <laughs> yeah, and, he does everything. Then, oh, yeah. So I would scream that out and then someone would answer. And I'd be like, Doug, you get a free something. I'd throw him something. And then I started doing that on social media. I'd be like, all right. Tonight's thing, if you can call up and talk the entire time in cat voice, like stupid shit. And people would call up like, meow, 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 get the large pizza, meow, meow. And, and we started getting a lot of that oh, stuff. Uh... And I'd say, oh, it's, 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 it's like, you know, Australian day or Peaky Blinder day, something weird, whatever. And, you know, you get the response from it. And it's not just always a deal-driven thing. It's not just like, oh, two large pizzas for $20 and you have to call up in the next 30 minutes. Sometimes that A is desperate. And sometimes people don't really give a shit because they're like, well, I didn't want to eat pizza tonight anyway. So it can be free. I couldn't care less. Right. But you do something a little different then people are like, well, wait a second. It's Fun. Australian accent day. And I'm going to call up. And if I do an Australian accent, I get a pizza for $10. <laughs> like, 
all right, mate. Like it's on, crikey, and they do it. That's freaking hilarious. It is. It's fun too. Like it makes it fun. Like it makes your brand fun instead of just being like the typical. I think people are always looking for ways to kind of stand out, but I don't know if it's a lack of creativity or if it's a it's a a hesitance to put themselves out there. But I don't know what it is. But you were doing that in 2015. I feel like there's a lot of people even now, 2020, Instagram and Facebook and uh, TikTok has been out for so long, and people are still hesitant to use or leverage these tools like you did even now. What do you think? Why do you think that is? I think, I think one, it takes a lot of time and commitment. That's it what does. people also don't realize. It does take a lot of time. And, you know, these classes for me, I love them. But it's almost like running a marathon. You know, you do a class like that. It's one hour straight. Sometimes you do four back to back. You know, one hour straight of basically screaming and dancing and whatever, you know, you, we were doing, it's a lot. And then to do social media and get it ramped up and take the time and energy, you want it to be something genuine. It's almost like, a lot of times I hesitate to talk to my kids about serious shit or employees. This is more, more in line employees about really serious shit because I don't want to take away maybe some of their accomplishments that are going on. Maybe they're doing a really good job at, you know, prepping something and I don't want to come down on them of something that's really important. Like, Hey, like I know we spoke about this. You got to make sure you're on time or whatever. Although it's important, it's not earth shaking. But at the same time, it's important, and I want to make sure that it's, it's constructed in a very thoughtful uh, way that's going to make a positive impact on that team member. Same thing with social media. I feel like sometimes people just want to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, which is probably better than doing nothing. But yeah. I think a lot of times people hesitate because they're like, you know what? I know I do. I'm like, you know, it's not – it doesn't really feel genuine or it doesn't really feel like it's going to get the most impact or it doesn't feel like people are going to understand my message. Let me really think about it. And sometimes you just forget about it or sometimes you don't do it at all, which is not a good thing. You sh- so I force myself just to just get it out there. I could be half asleep. I could be all fucked up, big beard, unshaved. And I just got a haircut and I just shaved, by the way. This is about as clean as I get. And, and, and all those things. And, and you come down to you say, you know what? I just got to do it. You just got, you got to get in there and do it. And there's a lot of times also that people on Instagram or social media like the flex, you know, and, that you can tell, I think I can tell a lot of times where if I'm ever feeling myself or feeling something that we're doing, I don't go online and do it because it comes off, I think, as um, as arrogant, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, we're doing X, Y, and Z and whatever. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, that's what we're doing. But B, you know, you know, it's good if a customer is excited about it, but if you're doing it just to show like, that, oh, yeah, we're the man, I, I, I tend to hesitate from that and I wait to figure out how I can put it into the right confined to say hey listen we're very proud of the fact that we did this or we did that and it's more of a humbling thing rather than uh, yo i'm the fucking man i i I feel like that that's what happens a lot of times and i think a lot of times it just comes off shitty yeah i think people want to be they see instagram almost like high school right they want to be popular so in order to post things they want to make sure like nobody wants to start an instagram account from zero because it's hard work and it start you start from zero and you post things and nobody's really around to even notice it um yeah. so sometimes i i mean you know there's a lot of phonies on instagram you know that there's a lot of people doing sketchy stuff on instagram that's not really relevant or real you know there's a lot of yeah. fake likes fake followers that just grow because they can pay someone and it makes them look cool um, yeah. But I think if they took a, a, a more strategic approach to, like you said, being honest, doing your own thing, posting that and realizing that it takes a while to really gain some exposure, I think they'd be more consistent with it. Yeah, I think, I think also if you look at Instagram and, and, and this is for, you know, for everyone listening, I think in general, you got to look at a business like it's a person, you know, and the business is a living, breathing thing. It has needs. It needs to feed it needs, you know, it needs to be, you know, go to the doctor, AKA a handyman, repairman. It needs to, to be fed. You know, you got to pay the electric bill and you got to nourish it. You got to take care of it. You know, there's a lot of analogies that you could say about probably a lot of professions, but look at it like a person. And the same thing goes for social media. You know, you, you don't want to, I think, over leverage or over tax it. And, um, you know, you want to do it in a good way, but at the same time, sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. And, 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 and see, see, you know, see what happens. Yeah, the only way you really know what works is to do it and then do more of what works and less of what doesn't. 
Yeah, I mean, I love, I love, I love like when, when you have people that have zero followers and they just have a really good story and they yeah. something happened. Like there's this one guy, I think it was in Manchester. He had his, uh, his food cart burned down and uh, someone like some like racist basically like burned it down and was pissed off. He was selling like halal food. Um, and anyway, it was an outpouring of people because people saw his account I and mean, he barely had any followers, any likes. He had a popular stand, but he was like just doing his thing, feeding his family. And that then came through and his Instagram account grew because he was just this genuine person looking to make a living for himself, hardworking, freezing cold, making kebab and grilled meat. And all of a sudden, you know, it turned into something that was totally out of his control, but in a good way. Yeah. And it was deserving. And it wasn't because he was flashy. It wasn't because he was flexing. It wasn't because... You know, he had the latest and greatest invention. He was just doing him. Yeah. Consistency over time. That's what I always tell anybody when they ask me about like marketing, you know, it's consistency over time. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other piece of it is that for me anyway, I just, I don't look at recipes and I don't, I don't ever see things that I'm like, Ooh, I should make that. You know, I see plenty of stuff out there that I appreciate and I'm like, wow, like, wow, that's badass. Like, um, who came out with a really awesome pizza the other day that I saw? Maybe it was like Speedy Romeo. I don't know. But whatever it was, it's like, ooh, that's, 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 that's some good shit, you know? I don't take that and say, oh, let me copy it or let me make it my own because I want to get traction off of what they did because right. clearly it's working for them. And a lot of people like it. Like I'm saying, ooh. But I look at that and say, wow, like that's going to motivate me to do some other cool shit, you know, not like one-up them, not do a better version of it, but just some cool shit. And it's good motivation also because you actually see – what people are doing and what makers, you know, are doing. These are people that are making things and there's a lot of love, effort, heart, and attention. That guy probably from, from, uh, from speedy, maybe he didn't go home and see his family that night. And he stayed at the shop all night long, getting excited about a menu item to try to propel, you know, his business through this fucked up time. Yeah. And, you know, and that to me that came through and I was like, yo, that, that pizza is, is dope. I think it had like, you know, uh, cheese all over you know a shredded parmesan probably or whatever whatever it was it was badass so anyway <laughs> you know you get you get motivation that way and you say you know what how do i do something um you know cool or do something that i, I like and ultimately it's all about the customers just because you get likes on instagram you know a lot of times doesn't mean shit unless you're trying to get some promotional dollars or i don't know how that works either so i'm just guest throwing it out there but you know you want to retain customers you want to you want to build brand and you want to make sure that people understand and everything translates through. I mean, it's, 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 we just had an issue, not an issue, but we had one of our uh, customers, we did a, a massive class and I curse a lot. I curse almost incessantly. You know, I, I use my hands. I'm talking like this the entire time and I curse. Unfortunately, that's me. And that's, that's part of the brand. We also play, you know, music in the shop that has foul lyrics, Yeah, but we make a disclaimer and we tell people. Did someone get upset on a class that you were cursing? It was corporate. They were oh. like, they're like, well, you know, corporate guidelines. And I said, listen, we told you from the beginning. I love the fucking curse. Yeah. I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. <laughs> it's just me. I don't know. Oh, it's, no, I understand. It's hard oh. to be. Yeah. It's you got to be. You got to be you though. Like, I mean, that's the only way. Like, you're in business. I mean, it, yeah, you want to make money, and but you also want to have a business. Like, what the hell are we doing in life if you don't have a business that you can enjoy and be yourself in, right? Otherwise, then you just have a job and it's kind of boring and you you, you dread going to work every day. And that's not why we it's, start businesses. I think, yeah, I think you just got to be honest too with it. You know, honest with the brand, honest with what you're trying to purvey, uh, yeah. convey to the customers or to whomever you want to convey, and and keep it honest. And if someone says well, we don't like cursing, and say, well, unfortunately you have to cover people's ears or maybe we're not the, the people for you. Yeah. I mean, I do that when I first started the podcast, the first few podcasts, I was not like me. I'm more natural now, more myself and, you yeah. know, talk to people the way I naturally would talk to you in real life. In the beginning, it was more, you know, I was trying to find my way in the podcasting world. It's kind of like when you start a business, you're not really sure about yeah. yourself. You're not really sure how your brand is supposed to be perceived. You kind of, of do what you think you should do versus what you really who you really are and what you really want to do. But once you find well, that, then it, then it becomes like easier to do it. So I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a funny story, a little side story. I'm on live with Kelly and it was actually um, Kelly's husband, Mark Consuelos, that was like the co-host of the day. And for whatever reason, I was just nervous. I, this is maybe <laughs> my seventh time in the show. And I just, I don't know, I just got nervous. So we're outside, it's like this grilling segment, like 
grilling in the summer. I don't know, whatever it was. And I was making this really cool chimichurri steak slider, nothing to do with pizza and with skirt steak. And it was, it was amazing. And they go, all right, it's time for the intros. And there's a guy named Hassan, shout out to Hassan. And um, he is there and he's got everything going. He's, he's kind of, you know, half security, half handling people, whatever. And he's with me the whole time. We're chilling out. We've been friends over the years. And they go, out oh, time for the intro. All right, this weekend I say, all right, cool. So I get up there, I'm nervous. And I'm like, <laughs> hi, my name is Mike Houck and I'm from Tony Baloney's. And I well, can't wait till you come back from the commercial break because we're going to make grilled pizza. See you soon. <laughs> you know? And the camera ends and he looks at me. He looks around. Boom. And he, it smacks me. Now, for legal purposes, he did not do this. Okay. <laughs> right. so, for ABC. For any other purposes, smacks the shit out of me. No one sees it. I was just like, what the fuck? He's like, yo, you better loosen the fuck up. You better get your shit together. You're on national TV. What's wrong with you? Why are you all, why are you all, why are you nervous? You're fucking Tony Baloney. You're the man. You better fucking straighten up. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, no, I'm serious. You're talking to people out there in the country. They, they want to look at you and, and you're sitting here fucking crying. <laughs> you're looking like you're all, you're all nervous. That's what people are going to come into your shop. Oh, let's go find Tony Baloney, that, that dude that's all, that's crying and they're all nervous. Yeah, that's what they're coming to see. Now they're coming to see you because you're a fucking man. Yo, let's go. He's like, and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? It's really just about me caring and thinking. I need to act a certain way for yeah. a certain thing in that moment. I never really feel that way, you know, but in general, I really started to like get in my head about it. And it was like, well, why am I feeling this way? And why am I acting this way? And who do I think I'm, um, you know, I'm branding to or marketing to or, or presenting to? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I went around the building. I smoked a joint. Came back in. I was like, what's up? Time to make some fucking pizza or grill or whatever it was. Okay. So is this, you just over, you just got inside your own head and you're just overthinking it too much. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And he, he smacked the shit out of me. Said, yeah. You're lucky you had him though, because most people wouldn't, he would have just, you would have gone on there if he didn't do that. I mean, other than the smacking you, you know, you would have gone on and probably made a fool of yourself or maybe never oh, got invited back. A hundred percent. I would have been awkward and stiff and been the worst, you know, uh, guest they would have ever had hundred percent. Yeah. It would have been terrible, but instead he smacked me up and said, yo, get your shit together. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna be fucking great. Go and do this. You need, you need a second. You want a Red Bull or something? I was like, no, nah, I'm not really big on the uppers. Okay. All right. Don't worry. Do, do, do whatever, you, whatever you need to do. And I walked yeah. on the building, came back. He's like, yeah, my man, here we go. That's awesome. I mean, that's good that he, he noticed it. He noticed that you weren't yourself and he kind of gave you a little push because otherwise that wouldn't have went too well. How did you get on Kelly? And yeah. what is it? Kelly and who is it? Who's the other guy now? Uh, so Kelly and Ryan Seacrest. Yes. How did you get on that first in the first place? In the first place, I applied for the show via a good friend of the shop, this guy Christopher Michael Hammer, that he's an SAT prep instructor, but he's been a customer since day one and he's just always helpful, you know? So he's heavy on social media. He's always reaching out. Hey, what's up? You should do this, Lindsay. And he reached out and said, hey, you guys should apply for this, this uh, competition. So I made this goofy video to apply. It was, it was about the best food trucks in the country. And I walked into my food truck. I ended up walking straight into it, like almost falling on the ground, knocking myself out. On purpose? Yeah, on purpose. It was kind of funny. And, um, and then I'm, I'm in a bodega in Atlantic City one day, and I'm chilling out eating like a, a, a cheese sub. If anyone cares to know, my favorite sandwich is mayo, lettuce, tomato, raw onion, Munster cheese, salt, pepper, oregano, extra pepper, oregano, salt, extra oil, extra vinegar, extra mayo, no meat, straight up on a seated roll. So I'm eating this sub in a bodega just to get the whole picture. And I'm just chilling out at this bodega in Atlantic City. No one's around. These two Lebanese guys behind the counter screaming at each other. Like, you know, if you ever, if you ever been around anyone, um, they, you're, you're screaming at each other, but they're not, they're just talking, but yeah. they're, they're screaming. So all this background noise and like, I'm into it. I, I thrive in chaos. So I'm just like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and I'm, and this, this is little shitty TV in the corner. It's actually Cedar Market. Shout out to my boy, Farris, who owns Cedar. And I'm looking like this. And I go, what the fuck? Now, back to live with Kelly and Michael, the winner of today's, you know, food truck, 10 finalists, and I'm one of the finalists. 
And I was like, oh shit, that's me. My phone started blowing up. Everything started blowing up. People started going crazy. Out of like thousands, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, whatever it was, people that entered to be in the competition, I was one of the 10 finalists. Wow. And then from there, we got chosen to be the, you know, we went on, on air, 10 different people. And then we got brought back for like the final. And it was me and another truck called uh, um, Fork It or Fork It Up or, or What the Fork. And um, we got in the competition, we got on the show. It was Chef Jean-Georges. It was, um, uh, I'll think of his name. He owns um, Toro Blanco. John Capon. And it was this guy, uh, something white, and they were the judges. And I was doing the che my, my cheesesteak Olay, and um, it was us for the final battles, a twenty thousand dollar prize. Oh wow! And the night before, the truck broke, the generator broke down. My father in law came to try to fix it, got it, tried to get it fixed, wouldn't get fixed. Got to the event, uh, the whole nine yards. It ended up, you know, we pulled it through barely. I don't know how we did it, and we won. That's crazy. That's how we started off with with. Uh, with live with Kelly and uh, Michael. And now you've been Ryan. back many times. Yeah. It's probably been over like 12, 15 times. We've done the show, we made mozzarella with Anderson Cooper. We've made, you know, pizza. They've had featured a bunch of our different pizzas on the air and they're always awesome by the way. Are it's they really cool, cool off air people? Yeah. We, I, I came back from Puglia. This, this, this awesome place called Borgo Ignazia and Ryan Seacrest off camera was like, Where'd you go? I was talking to Kelly and I was like, Borgo. It's like, I just, I love that place. And for about a half an hour off camera, myself, Ryan and Kelly were talking about Borgo. And it wasn't the content they were talking about. It was the fact that someone with both of them, so much, so many things going on. Yeah. TV shows, American Idol, Judge, Kardashians. I don't know. He probably has like a hundred things. And there was no handlers in sight. Cell phones did not come out of pocket one time. No one was barking for their attention. And for a half an hour, we just sat and chilled and, 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 and spoke. And regardless of being a nice person or not, the fact that someone with that much responsibility or high level of whatever can function at, at such a sharp level, be one-on-one -on -one and connected with you, both Ryan and Kelly, um, blew me away. Honestly, that, that we, we were making pizza with Snooky that time. A good pizza. <laughs> Who's Snooky? And... Snooky, you know, uh, from the Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. Nicole, I got gotcha. you. You know? And, that was a, and we that was a while ago, wasn't it? The Jersey Shore? Was that a while ago? Well, the show was a while ago, but this taping was like, I don't know, maybe it was a year ago or something. Oh, okay. But uh, pre-COVID. But uh, but yeah, and, and, and he was great. locked in. Both of them were locked in. And, and she's always been like that. First time I ever met him. And it's just amazing how people can function with that much going on. It's a testament to, I don't know, brain function or good handlers or who knows. But... I think that's what Good, makes nice, people, nice people be able to get to that level though, is they can, you know, be in the moment and focus and like kind of make sure that they're singularly focused on what they're actually doing. Yeah. It's amazing. Call it, call it. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's fucking amazing. Whatever. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I have that ability. Yeah. Whatever, however, whatever school they went to, to, to obtain that or whatever, maybe they have like, you know, bombs going off all around them all day long. And they, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so speaking of videos of you sitting in a place, there was the, I, I don't know where I saw this video, but it was of you drinking a drink. Yeah. I think you had your headphones in and you were like jamming out by yourself at this place. <laughs> was that a, was that like a, a predetermined video or was that just a sporadic thing? I don't know. That was fucking That's hilarious. <laughs> and the pizza on fire you saw that one yes so that 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 people went crazy about. i'm trying to look i'm trying to look for that video of you is that on your instagram account the video of you sitting at the table with the drink yeah yeah i'm sure i posted it i'm gonna try to but, find that because that's hilarious go to go to haha -ha tequila i think it's on haha -ha tequila okay j-a-j-a -A. um but but yeah the the pizza on fire was something that you know people went crazy and 99.9% .9 of people were like that's that's this, this is hilarious it's so smart wow like you guys are so funny and there was that 1% of people that were like I'll never come to your place ever again Why? you guys are disrespecting pizza I can't believe how incompetent you are you were actually going to give that pizza to a customer and I said you know do you do was that a joke that? too like was that a predetermined video yeah I was like oh. you know the guy who a piece by guy who was like I believe one of the founders of fuck cherry that's him in the video 
we're, we like we 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 planned this, we staged it, and, and the initial thing was to come in and do a pizza with pineapple and all these things, which he posted later, yeah. and then cut the rim off of it. And I said, I was I was like, oh, that's really good. I, I think I got something else too. He's like, well, let's shoot this first. I was like, wait, hold on, let me just do this. So I ran to the store, got some grain alcohol. I said, let me let's just do this. I didn't tell him what I was doing. So I just want you to stand there. You ready? <laughs> and I, and I, I did it. I lit it on fire, put it in the oven. He's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, yo, just go with it. Just go with it. You do what you do. Like, this is what you're good at. Not, I, you know, I was going to be the one in the video. And I was like, this is what you do. So I backed up. I was like, take the pizza out of the oven. Pizza comes out of the oven on fire. He's like, oh, shit. Like, what do I do? And he ran with it. One shot, one take. He did it. Started fucking punching it to whatever. It looked and natural. It looked like real great oh the guy's great and then, and then and then people going nuts like i can't believe it like this is what happens tony baloney's you guys have really turned to shit i haven't been to you in years and, and this is the first time i'm seeing you i live in ohio now wow so sad so so sorry to hear that you guys have gone this downhill it's like <laughs> the fact that you're seeing this in ohio and talking about it it says something so i remember one of the comments was like hot. i remember one of the comments was like that guy's getting fired and you're like that guy got a race yeah, he got a raise. He got, yeah. he got promoted. Fucking yeah. CEO. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that the ha ha thing was also was also predetermined. I was I wasn't just at Sugar Factory in Atlantic City, uh, drinking the sugary alcoholic ha ha drink. All right. I, was, I, uh, I thought like you look natural. You look like it was like really like someone just kind of was spying on you and took a took a candid shot of you not knowing that yeah, yeah. was really recording it. It was pretty good. Yeah. I chuckled. Awesome. I don't usually chuckle at a lot of stuff on social media, but I definitely chuckled at that one. The best thing is that we, before we even posted it, people re reached out and were like, oh my God, um, is this you? And it's weird. I get two people that people think I look like. I, I don't think I look like either of them. Maybe I do. One is Fred Savage. So people like, look like Fred Savage was in that video. <laughs> or, or, or you. And I was like, I don't know. It's in Atlantic City, you know? And yeah. the other one is, is uh, John Belushi, right? The one that died from Animal oh, yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. People think I, I constantly, my hair is crazy. Maybe I look like him. And they're like, you know, like, it could have been John Belushi or it could have been you. What do you think? And I'm like, well, one's dead. One's alive. I don't know. What do you That's think? That's awesome. I love that you don't even like, you kind of like leave it a mystery. You don't necessarily tell people. Yeah, that whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't tell anybody for, for a really long time. Between the haha -ha and the and the and the other one, I did. said, "Oh, so, do you see what happened in the Atlantic City shop?" I said, "No, no, I, I didn't, but I gotta, I gotta go do something. I'll, I'll talk to you later." <laughs> and I hang up. Or I wouldn't respond back to text messages. People are like, 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 "Alert! Alert! 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 Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I heard, I heard something about that. All right, cool." How often do you do like the one? How often do you do like posts like that? Like, is there a certain amount of time where like you just have an idea? And you're like, "I'm gonna do this one." It's more like I have an idea. So I think like if like anything, um, you don't want to say you want to say things genuinely. You don't want to, you know, prefabricate, force, yeah. force any, anything like that. Whether you're telling someone your feelings or whatever it is, so it's got to be the right timing. If I'm viscerally not feeling a certain way about something, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. You know, I like to work under good circumstances. And I like to be happy when I'm working, and I like to feel what I'm doing. And if I'm just not feeling it on that day, or it's just not the idea that I, I, I don't want to get into, I just don't do it. And if I have a good idea for something and say, yeah, you know what, like let's push this. This this will be kind of fun. I'll do anything. I don't care. I'm 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 down for it all. And it just it comes out, and then we got to do it on the spot because if I don't do it on the spot, I'm just not going to do it. It's so funny, man. I those meme accounts, some of those things sold for like millions of dollars. Oh yeah, they're crazy, 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 crazy. But it gets you I mean, a lot I, of exposure. Like, how many shares did that video have? Must have got you hundreds of thousands of views. Oh, millions. The, yeah. the pizza on fire, like millions and millions. I'm probably talking about maybe thirty million combined from the cap that I know that 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 posted it, and then the the haha -ha also got crazy. I didn't, I didn't track <laughs> that one, yeah. but like that one also, they wanted to pay me. Um, to do it, you know, they compensate like the talent and I, I'm friendly with the guy that, you know, so I, I just ended up doing it, but I said, instead of paying me, um, donate the money to a, a kid's cancer charity, yeah. pick it, do it, donate it, you know, whatever the fee that you'd otherwise pay someone to do it and just donate it. I'm doing it for fun. You know, it gets me out of the office for a little bit of time and, and breaks my, my, my mind up. So, yeah, I love it. Well, where can people go say hello to you or follow you online? I know Tony Baloney's is. Where did the name Tony Baloney's come from, by the way? So back in the day, my great-great-great-grandfather called my great-grandfather, who then called my father, who then called me, 
And I call my sons Tony Baloney. And basically it means like that little boy. So back okay. in the day, if you watch movies from the 50s, a father comes in the room, he's got horn rim glasses on, pipe in his mouth, newspaper under his arm, briefcase. He's like, hey, little Tony Baloney, get upstairs and wash your face. You've been a bad little boy. <laughs> oh, Paul, please, can I have five more minutes playing with my Legos or Lincoln Logs or whatever they put in the 50s. And, um, and that bad little boy spent open Tony Baloney's. I'm like one-eighth Italian. I'm Jewish, Roman Catholic, uh, Polish, Russian, Dutch, Italian, Irish, Hungarian, German, Austrian, and I'm sure other things out there too. And I, I, I'm not so Italian. I'm maybe more Jersey than anything. So people are right. like, oh, you know, uh, you open a pizzeria and I want it to be fun, whimsical, something that, you know, we can be creative with. So it's kind of like a bad little boy creative play on traditional pizza, subs, wings, all those things. And when people come in the shop, they always say, oh, uh, yeah, let me get, I want to get a veal, a veal masala. Let me get it. But I want, when you bread it, I want blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have veal. What kind of self-respecting Italian place doesn't have veal? <laughs> I'm like, well, we're not really Italian, you know? We're, we're, we, you know, but if you like Jamaican bean patty slice of pizza, you know, and there's, there's always like that, that, that fun wrangling that goes on where I'll make like Indian tikka masala and people will be like, what's that? I'm like, uh, oh, Indian food. Oh, I don't like Indian food. So I'll say, okay, well, you want to try something else? My grandmother's old recipe for Sicilian something. Yeah, I'll try it. I give them this fucking Indian tikka masala slice. <laughs> and then they eat it and they go, oh, this is really good shit. This is good. Yeah, you take your grandmother up in heaven, whatever they do. And then they'll eat it. And I'll say, just so you know, you just ate fucking Indian food and you really liked it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. It's That's really funny. Good, right? That's hilarious. Perception is everything, right? Like they just oh, think yeah. they don't like it. I love 100%. that. I love the name Tony Bloom. It's a very catchy name. I appreciate it. Yeah, so it's just fun, fun creative play on things and over the years we've just developed it and and made it as fun as possible but you know at its core it's still serious like we started with the belief i started you know making my own stuff from scratch and it was really important to me that i didn't just pull shit out of a can or pull shit out of a bag or put things on top of things you know if i'm gonna do a jamaican beef patty pizza or i'm gonna do whatever those things are i want to be as genuine as possible and yeah. that means me going to a legit jamaican beef patty restaurant befriending you know, the owner and then trying to figure out, you know, how they're doing it without stealing anything, obviously. So I can have my own take on it. I'll, I'll drive three, four hours. I'll, I'll take a flight somewhere. Hot <laughs> chicken that the Jersey Jezebel was a good, a good example. You know, I flew to Nashville and I spent a few days really going around and, and, and talking to the people that own Prince and owned uh, Hattie B's. And I, I mean, I, wow. I really want to dive in and I didn't really want to know what they did or their secrets. I just need to understand and get the idea about it. So like what I makes it popular it, and what makes people want it, want it. Right. You're right. Like, 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 why are people coming to this thing? It's not necessarily about like their recipe. I don't really want to know the recipe at all. To tell you the truth. I want to get the understanding and the essence of it and all these things. And I want to be able to translate that and do something that is genuine to us and is not a traditional Nashville hot chicken sub. Leave that to them. You go to Nashville for that. If you want old school pizza in New Jersey, I leave that to Federici's. I leave that to Papa's. I leave that to Star Tavern on Bar Pies. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be them, you know, and, and I don't, I want that experience to stay that experience. Yeah. I love those places. I love that nostalgia, but I want to do something our own that people obviously have a taste for, but want it maybe a little different. And for me to do it, I'm just not going to throw shit on top of shit. I need to understand, you know, the inner workings or mechanics of it. And then train my guys and have them understand also what it tastes like. And have them taste real natural hot chicken. Oh, wow, this is really good. This is better than ours. But yeah, no, I know, I know. But, <laughs> but ours is not that. We put smoked mozzarella on and we do right. all these other weird stuff. So like, you know, we bread ours a little differently. So, you know, it's important that you get that, you get that essence of it. And same thing with pizza. You know, like Tony Bloomer's, we're not traditionalists at all. You know, you could ask Scott. I work with Scott on, on our new dough program. It's basically an evolution of our dough yeah. to make sure we're staying genuine. And um, we're not traditionalists at all. And I'm not claiming to be traditional Neapolitan or even traditional New Jersey pizza. We're just fucking Tony Bologna's and we do what we do. I love it. And I, you follow them on Instagram, Tony Bologna's, B-O-L-O-N-E-Y-S on uh, Instagram, Tony Bologna's. Go check them out. You're going to get pretty um, – I think you're going to be – 
uh, equal parts hungry when you see what you create and then you'll chuckle because some of the posts that you post on there are pretty funny and it's a good follow for Instagram. Uh, your website, TonyBalonis.com. Is that your website too? Yeah, TonyBalonis.com. We started classes up this week. So uh, this Friday we were doing the Calzone making class. Um, and then after that, we're doing the fresh mozzarella making class. Uh, we, we ship all the ingredients out and then we do a live on Gold Belly class, I think January 15th, which is a Friday. And that's going to be a live one hour class with the good people at Gold Belly. That's awesome. Um, and we're going to be doing a live class with them and shipping thousands of kids all over the country. So, you know, whether it's our classes or their classes, anyone can participate, anyone can get that flavor, enjoy it. Now is a really weird time obviously. And, um, there's a lot of constraints in everyone. And I think more importantly, from a marketing and branding perspective, I, regardless of really what's going on, I love to project the people norm, normal, normalcy and yeah. just go nice, nice and easy. I tell my employees that I tell customers, if a customer calls up and is freaking out because their order is five minutes late, I get it. Trust me. I got kids screaming. They're hungry. Yeah. I get it. But Nowadays, with everything going on, everyone's just surviving and everyone's hanging out by a thread sometimes. It's just nice and easy. Shit happens. It's going to happen. Nice and easy. And the more yeah. fun we can make it and the more you know, interesting we can make it for everyone to take their brains off of the, the, the shit going on now. Right. You know, that, that, that basically has been our function for the last year. That's it. We're not interested in profits, really. We're not interested in anything else. We're really just interested in, in making people happy saying yes, no problem, whatever you want. I got you. Nice and easy. Let's, let's have some fun. All right, let's get through this. When's the Gold Belly class again? Uh, Gold Belly class is January 15th at 6 p.m. I think you got a pre-order on Gold Belly. There's a link. I think this is like famous chefs. I don't think I'm a famous chef, but it's like famous chef classes. And you click on that. And I'm up there with um, maybe Marcus Samuelson. I mean, there you go. Cool shit. There yeah, you go. That's he's, awesome. He's a, he's a famous chef. We'll link it up in the show notes too. So if you're listening to this episode, go to Smart Pizza Market. We'll link up all that. You can join them on the Gold Belly. Just check it out for sure. Um, Mike, thanks so much. Don't hang up yet, but thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, my man. Bruce, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you want me to check out your Instagram account and give you a review or TikTok, I'll do both of those. I think TikTok is a place that I'm spending a lot of time and I'm really digging deep into the analytics of what's working for restaurants and pizzerias. If you want me to check that out as well, tag me on Instagram. Show me you're listening to the podcast or you left a review. If you leave a review, just leave your business name inside of the review and I'll go back and add you to the list of Instagram reviews that we're doing for the whole next couple months. I got a whole list of people, but I'm going to add you to the top. You're going to be the next ones that I do. If you missed anything, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com for all the show notes and links for this podcast episode of sponsors, uh, Tony, uh, Mike's website, and Instagram, go follow him. And if you have a question, you can reach out to me, Bruce, at smartpizzamarketing.com. That's the best contact info for the podcast. Again, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you right back here next week with another great episode for you.